But as you know, I'm really generous. I like to set the bar really low for people coming up. Anybody watch, uh, anybody been to the cinema this weekend? Oppenheimer, yeah? Barbie? Two massive movies. Everybody was rushing to the cinema to, uh, to see Barbie or Oppenheimer. And I couldn't decide which one I wanted to go and see. So I went to the cinema and I was standing in the queue, big long queues for them both. And uh, standing in the Oppenheimer queues, I thought that's what I want to go to watch. I was absolutely starving. And once I found out that Oppenheimer was three hours long, I went to the barbecue. <laughs> Bless you, Wendy. Thank you. Um, Deborah, come on and uh, come on and share with us. And then after after Deborah shares, Amy's going to come up and just let us. Uh, give us another update, another reminder about our, our week ahead. And, uh, and then David's going to come back and introduce Matt, who's going to share with us. So, is that all right? Thanks, Deb. Thank you. Are you all right? You sit? Do you want me to stand I don't know. I can. <laughs> well, thank you, Pastor. Okay. <laughs> thank you, Pastor, for I'll be here to, uh, to share here. With my broken English, I'm sorry, guys. Have you put me in this day, Americans here? It's a fireplace for me today. So <laughs> I try to do my best, okay, to go with my English, but sorry. Okay, <laughs> I'm Brazilian, so uh, <laughs> yeah. So I read today uh, Psalms 1 to 1, okay? So I read all the whole chapter because it's very small, okay? Uh, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is uh, your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. <laughs> okay, I'm still improving, no problem. So, this this psalm I have I I have the psalm memorized since I was I was child because my mom she always teach us to memorize some verses chapters from the Bible uh, main verse we have memorized because maybe sometimes we don't have the Bible in some place. And we could share some encouragement for someone or for ourselves. So we have memorized that in, in our heart also, right? So it's good for someone or for yourself, right? So it's good. I, I, I am grateful for my mom because of that, because she, she did it with my brothers and me. So it's good. But I know in Portuguese, sorry, not English. 
yeah. So this this psalm uh, speaks a lot for me. It's uh, represents a lot for me because my whole life I ask uh, help to God. <laughs> yes, in many ways. I don't know if you ask already. Help to God or in time you or how many times you did it, but I I did in uh, all the time in my life because I my parents my my father is pastor a pastor and my mom is a missionary in in the church in Brazil before not now because he he's retired now uh, but uh, pastors family faces um, a lot of tr struggles difficulties. Because they are the guide of the church. They guide the church. Pastors guide the church. It's not easy life. Life. They don't have easy life. In the, my whole life, God gives life to my parents. And I got married from a pastor. So uh, I still asking help to God. In many ways, you don't know how. And the enemy likes uh, family pastor, you know. I don't know, but he likes to, I don't, you know, give difficult and more difficult, and he wants to destroy it. It's not easy, always, of course. But uh, just Psalms, uh, one to one, I ask help to God in many ways. Uh, it's very strong in my life. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, in the Bible, uh, if you see, wait, uh, sorry, in Psalms 20, verse 7, God, uh, before I say it, God likes to listen us to ask help, to talk to him, uh, and uh, whatever you want to talk to God, you can talk to God and ask help. So, uh, in Psalms 27, uh, Says, says uh, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. In Psalms 120, from David also, he, he says, uh, I call on the Lord in my distress, and he answers me. He answers me. And in Matthew 7, 7, 8, says, knock, knock. Knock, knock. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Yeah, and uh, you see, David asking God, help to God many times in Psalms if you can see and also many people in the bible daniel ask and god answer god answers so that's why i ask help to god because he answered me our god he's our god he's our father he's worried about us he wants and he likes listen us and help us i want to share one experience also when i was a child. <laughs> My mom is here, so it's good to talk about, remember about it. Um, my mom always is a woman of prayer. She's my example for prayer woman. Uh, and uh, she was my guide, my father also, but she have a 
big faithful and uh, I'm so proud of her and uh, I am woman of prayer because of her. I always saw her praying a lot. Uh, her faith is so big. So when we was child, I, my, my, my brother and my sister, we are three, and my mom and my, my father, we, my father is a pastor in a church there in Brazil. It's a poor church, very poor church, and we serve a poor people. So we don't have too much money that time. In some, some uh, almost of time, we, uh, most of the time, we facing some needings, like difficulties with a financial support. So my mom's always praying. In that time, we were needing a lot. We are needing a lot. So, uh, and my father, it was in the church, and my mom wants some, like, a refreshment. Uh, she wants, she needed a rest. She, she was very working a lot. And uh, she decided to go to another seat where my aunt, her sister lives. So we could go there, and uh, she must to take uh, I and my brothers, because she, uh, my father must to be in the church there because uh, it was just him so and her, so he must to stay. So he gives some money to her because uh, for some expenses, but uh, he just gave what he has because he doesn't have too much money. But it's not enough for the trip because it's a trip for four, I, my brother and, brother and sister and my mom, uh, and uh, it's a, for bus. Uh, so we were going to the bus station and buy tickets uh, for bus for us. So, but he gives the money. He gives the money, and uh, she keep praying for that because she needs it. She she's very like workaholics. My mom, I am like that also. So, but uh, so she needs a refreshment. So we have to sit. Uh, go to the seat about three hours and a half, more or less, or more, from there, that seat we wore. And uh, we went to the bus station that day uh, with that money only. So uh, we was walking there in the bus station. A lot of people, full, it was full, the bus station. And was walking. I and uh, my brother and my sister, which was in front, and my mom behind us. And uh, I remember, <laughs> so today we was walking, and in that time we just look at the floor, I and my brother and my sister, and we saw a lot of money on the floor. <laughs> really, a lot of money. And we said, Mom, look at the floor. It's a lot of money. And she said, what? Take, 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 please. So take, and we were starting to take the money, that money. And uh, we gave to her, and she take a lot of money, it was like that, and she gave, oh, give, buy some sweets, like, go, go. So, and she started to count the money, count the money, and it was exactly uh, uh, about the money for go and back for all of us there in that time. So God gave the money he was provided. He's the provider. <laughs> he was the provider. And uh, she, she, while she uh, is going, she was thinking, maybe I could sell the, 
the clothes, my, some clothes to have some money. Why I didn't do it before? Maybe I have money now for, for our travel, our trip. But God, after gave the money, he said, I am the provider. I provide it with clothes or without clothes, without sell clothes or sell clothes. No words, I am the provider. God brings the existence, what? That doesn't have, does not exist. God the provider, God is our provider. <laughs> and money, nobody sees that money. A lot of people, the people, doesn't saw didn't saw the didn't see this man that money, so that's a big miracle that God did for us. But He could go could do with you also. I don't know how how is your faith. I don't know how is your intimacy with God. I don't know. I don't know if you are talking help asking help to Him or not, but. He's answer our pray. He will answer our prayers. He always is present in our lives. Yeah, Amen. Ask help, and He will answer. God's good all the time. Amen. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Father, thank you for thank you for the psalm. Thank you for. Um, Thank you for what you've spoken, how you've used it to bless Deborah, um, how you used it to encourage us. Um, thank you, God, God, again for what we sang this morning. God, I just really long that each one of us would know that we are loved. Uh, that's what you say. Before anything else, you say that we're loved and we're yours. Um, so God, I pray that we would know that. That would give us a confidence to, to come before you. Um, as a good father. To you, a good father with boldness and confidence that we would approach God, your throne of grace. Thank you that you are abounding in grace. You're steadfast in love. Thank you for testimonies that remind us of that. Thank you for the scriptures that remind us of that. Thank you for the songs that we sing that remind us of that. And God, we, we, are, um, we want to receive that in order, uh, in many ways, to give it away. And God, so that's what we want uh, this week to be about. God, we're asking that you would fill us. We've prayed that, we've sang that, Spirit, would you rest on us in order that we would be a blessing to this community, God. So, um, yeah, we thank you for uh, this morning. Bless us, we pray in Jesus' name. So, hopefully it is no surprise to any of you in the room, but this week is I Heart Rich Hill, and so we're so excited. We've been doing lots of planning, lots of preparation, and it's finally here. So, we are kicking things off tonight. We thought it was really important. We want to set the tone for the week um, by gathering here tonight at 6.30pm. We're going to have um, worship and prayer, um, and so we would love for you to join us for that. If you're not able to be here, please continue to pray for us this week as we are investing in the community here in Rich Hill and the kids and in the young people and in just the community as a whole. So we would love your prayers, um, even for the weather, that it would stay dry. Um, so yeah, so tonight, 6.30, we're going to be praying and worshipping here at the Hub. Um, and then just a quick run through, just a reminder of all that's happening. If you haven't signed up but would like to join in, please just come along. We will fit you into somewhere. We'll find you a job to do. We'll get you a paintbrush or a litter picker or something. Don't worry, there's plenty to be done. So 
Monday and Tuesday is the same format. We will be meeting here uh, around 10 a.m. If you can only do part of the day or a couple of hours, that's no problem as well. Please just come along for what you can do. Uh, we're hoping to do a litter pick, and that will be weather dependent. Uh, and there's a few different cleanup jobs we have to do in the village. Uh, some gardening, maybe a bit of painting. Um, so there's lots of different jobs for lots of different skill sets. And we're going to be gathering back here uh, for lunch around 1 p.m., and then, so if you want to bring a picnic lunch with you, and then we'll go back out then in the afternoon. Um, and so if you want to join us before lunch or after lunch, you can slot in. One o'clock will be about our lunchtime. Then Tuesday through Thursday, so Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday evening, um, here at the Hub, but we are potentially using the Rec Centre, but we'll keep social media um, updated with that information. We are having our youth club. Uh, so we're opening up the Hub for our youth. That's our first uh, to third year age group. Um, so if you know any of any people that age, please let them know that this is happening. Again, it'll be up on social media, so please keep sharing those things just to keep people aware of what's going on. Um, so we have a few different things planned. We've got some um, challenges uh, and some sports and stuff to do, so it's going to be a lot of fun uh, for the, uh, the young people who are going to be involved in that. Then the Kids Club. So at the minute, I believe we have around 110 kids registered. Uh, and so if we have all of them, it will be wonderful. Um, last year, I think we ended up with, we averaged around 70, but hopefully we'll be somewhere in that region. So it's really exciting. 110 kids' names signed up for the three days of our kids' club. So that is, uh, if you're volunteering at that, your volunteer slot is 9 a.m. till 1 p.m. The kids will be here from 9.30 till 12.30, but obviously we need a bit of time to prepare and to clear up at the end. So... Um, Yet again, if you've not signed up and would love to help, we would love to have you. If you would love to come and hoover up afterwards, we would love that. Uh, there's lots of ways you can be involved in that. And last but not least, we are having a big family fun night down at the Recreation Centre on Friday evening at 6.30pm. So we're doing a barbecue, there's going to be inflatables, there's going to be different games. Um, so yeah, lots of fun and it's going to be a beautiful sunny evening. Um, <laughs> not a spot of rain, not a cloud in sight. Um, so we're really looking forward to this week. There's lots and lots happening. I know it's a lot to remember. We will share this again in the WhatsApp. Please do send me a message or one of the guys a message if you have any questions, anything you're not sure about, come and chat to us. Um, but yeah, please, most importantly, please continue to pray for all that's going on this week. Thanks. Can you keep up with the amount of people up and down here today? You're getting to see all the faces. Uh, you've only one more face to see. Isn't that right, Matt? Where are you? Uh, so just to sort of set the picture, most of, most of you in here know me. If you don't, it's a very, very long story. You can get the story of how there's a load of Iowans sitting in Rich Hill. I always tell people it's like the Sturban of Northern Ireland, the back end of nowhere. No one goes through it. Most people don't know someone from Sturban. It's the same in Iowa. When you're in America, they always ask you, why are you going to Iowa? But it's filled with the most amazing people, is what I tell them. And so um, it all started... 2009, 2010 for us as a family and for us as a church family we've got to know uh, some of these people over the years. Jesse's here as a result of it and uh, we have a, a few people here that I've known back from 2010 who are a little older and taller um, since then. But one thing that um, I have learnt over the last uh, sort of 12, 13 years of my friendship with people from Cedar Rapids is that uh, this is kind of the word a word that I gave you guys last week, it's, it's not a season for superstars. 
It's a season for the, the meek and the humble and those who want to build relationships. And I believe that's how the kingdom of God is built. It's through good families and good friendships. And so um, Matt, who's coming to speak, my way of introducing you is, I don't know Matt that well yet. Um, we didn't even get time in three weeks to go and spend time with your family because it was that hectic and we were eating so much food. Um, but one thing that I do know is that someone who I love dearly and who is one of my best friends on this planet, and Pastor Daniel, um, loves you, trusts you, and is your friend, and that makes you my friend. And that's the way the kingdom's built. The kingdom is built through relationship and trust. And as we go through those doors of relationship and trust, the adventures begin. And so these guys have they, they've sacrificed a lot to be here this week. And uh, we're excited about what God's going to do. And even uh, the people that you get to know in our community. So Amy said we're investing in our community this week. But what I've found as well over the last few years is as we do that, the people in this community become a part of our lives. You know what's going on. You know who they are. You know what they're going through. You have conversations with them in the street and it continues throughout the year. So whatever happens this week is not just for this week. It's a continuation for us, for them to be a part of our lives and for us to be a part of theirs. So Matt, um, you're very welcome this morning. He's going to share a bit of a story and a psalm that is dear to him. Uh, so come on up. You're very welcome. Let's welcome to Grace Community Church this morning. Well, thank you, David, and it's great to be here. Um, thank you for uh, for having me, and, and I was... Uh, Telling Ronnie that you know he corrected me and said he doesn't always smile, but but it's just been the hospitality and just everybody that I've been running into. It's just great to see the smile. Like every single time I see Ronnie, all I see is this huge smile, uh, and I just I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to be able to talk with you, and so and even as the you know what was shared earlier on Psalms one. 10121. It's actually my mom's, my mom and my grandmother's favorite song. They, they always uh, tell me that. So that was, uh, I appreciate that as well. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to, I'm going to pray and then we'll jump in here. So dear Lord, I thank you for you, Lord. I thank you for all you do, Lord. I thank you for just the fact that you have people in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. You have you have people in Rich Hill, Father. You have people in Armagh, Lord. You have people all over this world, Lord. And I thank you that 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 we're joined by your Spirit and your presence, Lord. And I just uh, pray, Lord, as as you just step in this place, Father. I think you're here. Um, I pray, Lord, that you'll just speak and let your words be life to each one of us, Lord. That you would encourage us and draw us closer to you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Um. So, like David said, I'm Matt McFarland um, from Cedar Rapids, or I live in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. I'm actually from right outside Des Moines in Iowa originally, um, and I'm here with uh, 12 of us from, from Cedar Rapids, but the thing that makes uh, it a little bit more unique for me is I actually have my entire family with me, uh, and so when the the call came out to do a, a youth missions trip to Ireland, to Northern Ireland. Um, we were going to, this is going to be a little different. I walk a ton when I preach, so, <laughs> but, but, um, but 
we were going to send our older kids, and I've got four daughters, and, and they were asking also about chaperones, and, and we were praying, all right, God, we'll, we'll send the whole family. And so I've got all four of my girls here and my wife. So my wife, LaShonda, is back there, and um, my four daughters, Raya, Amaris, Kinsley, and Adley. Um, and they go 17, 16, 14, and 10. So um, our house is plenty busy with, with all the kids. Um, but for me personally, um, I am assistant pastor at New City Church. I do that. Um, that's part-time. I'm also full-time. Um, I have a full-time job in Cedar Rapids. As a, I'm a director of engineering at, at an aerospace company in town. So so between my family and church and work, uh, it keeps me, keeps me busy um, juggling all those things. Um, but as we jump in here today, I want to just kind of, first of all, just continue what, what uh, you have been going through, which is the Psalms. So I'm going to come out of Psalms 37 today. Um, and really, if I'm going to actually entitle uh, today, it's really trusting God in the journey of our lives. And I just want to start out by just kind of sharing specifically like me. I grew up in the church. Um, from the moment I was born, um, I'm, uh, I'm the youngest of my, um, I've got a huge family actually, and so my parents were divorced when I was five, but I'm the, I'm the fourth of my original family. So I've got two older sisters, an older brother, then there's me. Um, I'm seven years below my, my sister that's above me, but then I've got a younger half-brother, and I've got four adopted brothers that came in through foster children as foster kids in our house. So we have a huge family that spans. I've got one sister that's 11 years older than me, and I've got uh, my youngest brother is, is, what, like 16 years younger than me? And so it's so a huge family. But when I was born, my parents had just joined in a church plant in Carlisle, Iowa, and and so from the day I was born and home from the hospital, I was in the church and hearing the message and the gospel. And as a five-year-old in church, I was the one that was sitting in church, taking notes, paying attention, maybe not taking notes at five, but, but, but listening. And I remember when I was five, I remember coming home one night and normally I, I never had a problem going to sleep. I would always just go right to sleep. But there was this night that I'd heard the message, I'd heard the gospel, and I'm sitting in bed not able to, not go, able to, go to sleep. And, and as finally I went in, I, I, you know, I don't know, kids have this way of going into their parents' room quietly and standing next to their bed, their bed until they, they wake up, and you're like, oh my goodness, you know, but... Um, but I was standing next to my, my, uh, my parents' bed, and, I'm, and I just told mom, I was like, Mom, I, I need Jesus. And so right there, waking my mom up in the middle of the night, my mom talked to me and prayed with me, and I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior as this, this little kid. And, and again, at that point, my full understanding wasn't all there. And, and I look at my life growing up i was always the i was always the good kid and you know i had friends that you know when we were asked my friends were asking hey can i go to this place or that place with their parents and and they're like well i don't know and they're like matt's going they're like okay you can go and and it just got to be this thing that 
I just kind of started putting my myself as I gotta like I gotta live up to this, right? And I gotta always do the right thing, and I can't do things wrong. And and what happens is, I don't know about you, we do things wrong, right? That's not something that can actually you can't sustain doing everything right. And even in the middle of thinking you're doing everything right, you're actually not doing everything right. And, and I started get feeling like I was almost like on this pedestal that I couldn't fall off of. And, and I just remember going into college, and I started getting to these spots where, where all of a sudden I'm doing things that I'm like, I don't know if this is actually doing, I'm not doing the right thing. And, and I had this thing where I pretty much made this imaginary line. And I started tightroping this line. And on this side, it's, I'm okay here, and there's this line, and over here, it's, it's the wrong thing. And instead of like staying clear, clear away from the wrong stuff, I felt like I was tightroping this line to be as close to that line as possible, because I can still feel like I'm okay as long as I'm on this side of the line. You know what I'm talking about? And in college, I started... All of a sudden, like occasionally, I'd step over the line, I'd get back over here. And, and then like things would happen where all of a sudden I'm like way over here. And I'm like, how in the world did I get over here, God? And I, was, I just remember there was, after I you know, graduated from college and I'd just come out of a three-year relationship that just ended, and, and I'm sitting at this Mexican restaurant in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, with my friends from college, and I've got this... I don't know if you guys have them here. I'm not a. I had this huge margarita in front of me. I'd probably had a little too much, and I'm I'm talking to my friends here, and I'm like, and I'm like, and like, I just don't feel like I'm worthy of anything anymore. I don't feel like I deserve this. I don't deserve this. I don't deserve anything in good that God would ever give to me. And I just remember I went home and and I went back to my apartment and I would just and I was just. Over the next few days, I just remember falling down before God, and I'm like, God, I just don't feel worthy. And God just, it's one of those times in my life that I just instantly, like as soon as it came out of my mouth, that he just said, you never were worthy. You were never worthy of anything. It wasn't your goodness that ever got you anything. It's really my grace, and God just flooded me with grace. And that's really a time of, of realizing, again, it's not by us trying to do the right thing. It's not about us working or even this false sense of doing and feeling like, all right, as long as I'm on this side because of this line, the thing is, is when you love God, and he even has a, a verse that says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And it's not that you, love doesn't put you as close as possible to that line. Love actually takes you and say, God, if that's what you don't like over there, then love takes me clear over here because I want to be as close to God as possible. And you guys are the godly side over here, okay? So you guys are all good over here. We're still praying for you all over here. Um, but the, the thing is, is when we, when we love God, we want to go and we want to be as close to God as possible. And, and when we start dancing this line, we have to start looking at our, our heart and say, where is my heart? Is my heart really that I want to be here? Or is, do I want to be close to God? And that's the thing. God just flooded me with that grace. And, and 
and so that's just like kind of a, a backdrop of, of who I am and my journey of, of salvation and him just, I don't know about you, I love grace. I love the name of your church um, because God is so amazing. He gives us what we don't deserve, right? We don't deserve his grace. We don't deserve his freedom. We don't deserve his forgiveness, but he gives it to us. Amen? And, and so, as I said, um, we are going to talk through Psalms 27, or 37 some today. And this is one that I, this is a, a, a psalm that I just, I love it. And it's one that I actually think that, you know, it's on my list. It's one that, you know, at least, you know, you know two or three times a year, it should just be a, it should be a Bible study. We just go through and, and read this psalm. And, and I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's, it's 30, I think it's 40, 40 verses, if I remember off the top of my head. Um, and, uh, and I'm getting older, um, so I can't see Neville, and my eyes aren't quite as good as what they used to be. Um, and so they, it is 40 verses, but I'm going to really jump in here. And, and this, this psalm really talks about the godly and the wicked, and it kind of talks about these two things. But I, what I'm going to encourage you and, and really share with me is I'm really focusing on the godly part today. And... You know, it starts out in verse 1. It says, don't worry about the wicked or envy those who do wrong. We get all, you know, one of the things that the backdrop of this, of this psalm sum is, is the children of Israel all were, it was always about do what is right, do the godly things. God's going to prosper you. He's going to give you the land. And when it talks about this land that it goes through in here, it's about really the, I equate those with the promises of God. When we, it's the, God's promised this land to us. He's going to open up this, this land to us, these promises. And so think about these promises that God has, has told you and has, and has given you. Those are the things that he's laid out in front of you. And, and the children of Israel had been given these promises, and they've been told that they have the promised land. But if you look back through the history of, of Israel, were they always in the promised land? No, they had like 400 years of slavery. They had all the, they went to captive, captivity. Um, they were taken over by, by the Babylonians. There were all these things. And, and even with, with some of this, and specifically in Psalms, as you look um, in this 37, it's like, all right, if we're supposed to do and follow God and we get blessed, then why are all these people that are wicked and doing the things that are not of God why are they prospering? Why are they the ones that don't have to struggle and worry about money and, and all these different things? And, and it starts out here of don't worry about the wicked or envy those that do wrong. Because we get tricked into envying those people sometimes, right? Like so-and-so can do a YouTube channel and make millions of dollars because we're just watching some people like put together Legos on the TV. Like, why are we even watching this stuff, right? It could be all these weird things, but we see people that, that, that live completely fake lives and just generate, and, and we can get stuck in this, well, why, why can't I have that life? And God's just saying, don't worry about those things or envy those that do wrong. And, and so that's just kind of a backdrop. And so I'm going to start out this first, this first point if I was going to talk about is is trust God. And I'm going to start reading verse 3. 
And then read a few, a few verses here. It says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safe, uh, safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will help you. He will make your innocence radiate like the, like the dawn, and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday the noonday sun. And if I just take that verse 5, it says, Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will help you. And I don't know about you, there's like stresses. Do you guys get stressed in, in Northern Ireland at all? Do you, do you get... You know, I, I think about people coming up for, you know, a prayer at church, and, and people are just, are, are just stressed and depressed, and they're holding all these burdens and, and all these type of things. And, and I think even at, at work, how I, I think, you know, my, I, I tell people that work at the church, I'm like, church should be the best place in the world to ever work. You know, and I compare, like, Working at New City Church compared to my aerospace job, like I feel like it, I have a Christian boss, which is an awesome thing. We actually pray together every Monday morning before before work, and it's it's awesome. But he's like, "How are things going?" I'm like, "Well, I feel like I'm just walking around the the fire with Jesus." You know, it's like the Hebrew children. You know, I'm not getting burned up, but man, it's it's definitely not the most pleasant environment, um, and. And but there's just like almost like and even one of the songs you know talked about the the winds and the the wind and the waves know Jesus's name. Like, there's times that I feel like I'm in the middle of a storm all the time, but Jesus is asleep on the boat. You know, so there's like this chaos all around, and people are stressed and and all this type of stuff. But then you get to this verse, and this is actually one I don't remember which translation uh, we had up here, but. Um, I always like have the King James in my head of, you know, commit your way into the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And, and I, you know, I read the New Living uh, Translation, commit everything you do to the Lord, trust in him, and he will help you. And so in the middle of feeling like you're in the middle of the fire, feeling like you're in the middle of the storm, all the pressures of life, we have to trust God. We have to trust God in the middle of that. And, and when it says commit your way unto the Lord, or when it says commit everything you do to the Lord, or commit, like here, again, commit your way to the Lord, the thing when I actually started studying that one, that commit is actually an image of rolling a weight off your shoulders onto God's. So think about that. When, you're, when, when, you're, when you feel like you're shouldering too much, when you have too much on your shoulders and you're feeling weighed down, when you're feeling stressed, when you're feeling all this stuff, am I supposed to be holding that? God didn't design us to hold all, this, all the weight that we're supposed to hold. We're so, when it says, again, commit that, roll it off your shoulders and give it to God. I, I'm not the one that needs to shoulder all that weight. God is here, and he can actually, he's the one that can hold that all. We need to trust in him. We need to get trust all of our ways to him, and then know that he is going to be the one that actually helps us in those things. You know, and I, I think about even, like, you know, all the act, we, and we can get all sorts of things. We can get hung up, and all right, you know, I, I'm, 
we, you know, last year we moved and we, our kids were all sharing rooms and our, we've got a family of six and we're like, all right, God, do you have a home that can actually let us have a little bit more and we can get stressed about, all right, is all, all these things going to work out? God, I'm giving that to you. We can get, we can even like this, this week, God's going to do an amazing thing and I, I heart Rich Hill, right? But we can also start to get a lot of pressure on us of, all right, is this going to go right? Is that going to be right? Are, are we going to get these many people? And, and praise God, we got a lot of kids signed up, you know. Um, but we can get stressed about all those things. And the thing is, is we gotta, we got to step back and say, God, this is your thing. And we're saying yes to you. We're going to trust you in this. We're going we're gonna to commit all this to you. We're going to put the, all the weight and the pressure on you. And God, we're going to stand here knowing that you said you're going to help us in it. You're going to bring it to pass. And so, again, trusting God in the middle of difficulties or even just life. Amen? And so, second one, uh, second verse I want to read is, is Psalms 37.7. It says, Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their evil schemes. So be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. And it's hard to, it's hard to be still and just be patient. I, I don't know about you. I like things resolved. I like things, you know, there's a problem, let's go fix it, and let's have it resolved, right? That, you know, we talk about, we just came out of a premarital session we were doing with a, a couple, and we were talking about how you deal with conflict, even. And, and my wife and I, do we ever have conflict? <laughs> I know, married couples, do you ever have conflict? <laughs> you know, one of the things that's jumped out and stood out to us when we went through premarital it was our pastor said, embrace conflict and grow from it. And all right, we'll embrace conflict and grow from it. But we all have different thing, you know, natural responses to conflict. And I'm like, all right, there's an issue. Let's get this solved. Let's get it resolved. We're going to do it now. My wife is like, I might need to sit on this for a little bit, kind of calm down or whatever. And I'm like, that doesn't go together. I'm like, let's do this now. She's like, hey, nope, let's give me some time. And I'm like, no, we're going to do it now. She's like, I'm not talking. <laughs> and, and you get to some of that stuff where all of a sudden, all right, be still in the presence of the Lord. Wait patiently for him to act. And, and again, we, I'll just say, like, I get stuck in this thing of I don't want to I don't want to wait. I don't want to be still. I want to act. I want to fix the things. And, and there's so many times that I, I look at even Psalms, Psalm 37, 4, or uh, yeah, 14, Psalms 37, 14, where it says, wait patiently on God. And it says, even it talks, it even ties it to be brave and courageous. It does take some, uh, some courage to actually be able to say, all right, I'm just going to be still before you, God. And I'm going to wait for you to act. Because there's, a, there's, a, there's an aspect of just trusting God in the middle of being still. Being, being still to actually just hear him and wait. There's, there's, there's courage in the wait. 
And there's also a, an aspect of that trust of God. I know you're the one in control. And I don't, you can look back in your life. I know I can look back in mine. And I can look at, at times where I wanted to act. And God caused something else that caused a pause. And the result was different than would have happened if I would have gotten my way. Have you ever not gotten your way and the end was actually better off than what you thought you were trying to drive in the first place? You know, when, when I said that I was really working through, when I first got out of college and moved to Cedar Rapids, I'd just come off of being in a, I look back, it was actually a pretty uh, terrible relationship, but I was in a relationship for three years and, and I, was, I was actually engaged and I was like, all right, God, this is what's supposed to happen. I'm supposed to go to college. I'm supposed to find a, a, good, a good woman. I'm supposed to get married. Um, and that's what my life should be. And, and I was like, God, you know, I, and just right off, I wasn't really living the best during that time. And I just remember I got out of college, moved to Cedar Rapids, and finally I was just like, God, if this isn't what you want, then just, just stop this. And within a month, I was no longer engaged. That relationship was over, and, I was, and he was pulling me back to church. But I can look at how much I was wanting that relationship to work. And I was trying to make it work. And I proposed and, and, and got engaged wanting that to work. But I look back now, and I'm like, God, I thank you that it didn't work. I thank you that those prayers that I was asking, that you said no. Because right now, I have an amazing wife that I would never trade for the world, for anybody in the world. I've got awesome children that I would not trade for any other kids in the world. They're mine. And I praise God for that. But there's, there's an aspect when we get to this thing where we don't want to just wait on God, where we can where we can get ahead of those things. And, and, and I even think um, this can happen. You know, that's just a personal uh, testimony. I also remember, uh, you know, we were, I've been talking to a few of you. New City Church is actually just, what are we, five years old now? And we're actually a merge of Cedar Rapids Family Church, which, you know, David and, uh, you know, you all know, uh, Ronnie, you know, Pastor Wynn, right? And, you know, Sydney's dad. So definitely there's the relationship with Cedar Rapids family and all the things that were going on there. I was actually with Oak Hill Jackson, which was a different church that merged and became New City Church. And we were kind of at the point where, where the church was growing. We're in, we were in a building that, that, you know, we were struggling to we were having to put out chairs all the time. Can we get more into the sanctuary area? How do we make sure we have enough classroom space? We're just like bursting at the seams. Have you ever felt like that? And we're, and we're like in a point where, all right, God, something has to change. And so we're in a point where we're actually going and looking for new buildings. And we're like checking to see, all right, well, what happened if we got into this one? They would redo it and this, this, and that um, in order to make it all work. But... I'm another verse that I really like is this Revelations 3 7, where it says he's a God that opens doors that no man can shut, and he shuts doors that no man can open. And 
I think that's something we need to actually be in a, be able to wait patiently for God to act. Because a lot of times I think we're trying to open doors that God has shut. And I think there's also, the, the, the flip is, is there, is that we're, we're trying to shut doors that God's actually opened. And, and that was actually a door that God, with that church, that, that was a door that God had actually shut. And if we would have, you know, I look back and I, again, a praise God moment of, God, I'm glad that you shut that door and we didn't get the new, that new building. Because just like a year later, we started talking between the two churches and Pastor Rod and Pastor Daniel started talking and, and God just opened up that door for the churches to actually merge. And if, that, and if we would have actually pushed through in that time of saying, nope, we're going to get a new building, we would have been stuck with a, with a huge uh, payment, monthly payment for this building that we weren't going to use. But instead, we still had the building that we actually owned, and now it's a community center that we turned it into. You know, and so, again, God knows what he's doing. We don't have to push and try to get out ahead of him and try starting to act and do things. Let's just wait patiently on God, be still in his presence, and wait for him to act. Amen? Amen. Um, the next one, next verse out of Psalms 37 that I'm going to talk through is, is verses 23 and 24. So I'll, I'll read what you have up here. So the Lord makes, makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. I don't know, but that's just an amazing verse, or two verses, and I'll, I'll read it here in the New Living, and it says, it says, 23 and 24, For the Lord directs the step, steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord holds them by the hand. God directs us. You know, and I think about, again, this trusting God through the journey of our lives. We have a God that we can trust. We, got, we have a God who is in control and can, can shoulder all the different weights and burdens of our lives. We can give him all those things. And here it says that he is involved in your life. He is the one that's directing your lives. I, I like, uh, Neil, you were talking about how many different places we had represented in this place, right? I mean, we have, you know, we have people that speak Portuguese and Spanish and, and English, and David said last week that I had to learn Irish. Um, so, um, and I think Jesse has fake Irish, I think is what I've heard. Um, and, and I know that I'm, I have all these terms that I was supposed to weave into the message. You know, like, you know, we came from where it was like 95 degrees just two days ago in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And now, you know, it's, I think people are here like, oh, it's really nice, you know, and we're, we're enjoying the cool, but, you know, you see Clay over here, he's, he's foundered. Um, <laughs> did I get that right? So he, he's, he's got a jacket on, whereas, you know, I think, you know, some of you are in shorts, right? And so, um, and... And I think about, you know, that's just crazy, but that's, you know, I should be saying, boy's a deer, you know. Um, and, but, but, you know, it's awesome to see how we take people from all over and 
you think about all the variables have to, that have to line up for this specific group of people to be sitting in this room right now. All the different things, you know, the yes that, that Anastasia and Jesse had to make to be able to be right here. You know, the, the, the details of every single one of our lives on how we got to here. Right? God directs all those things of our lives. And I even like how it says, it says he delights in every detail of our lives. You know, sometimes we can get really spiritual and we can, and we can start saying, well, he cares about the big things of our lives. He, he, he cares about the, you know, if we're going to church, if we're getting saved. It says every detail. What's every detail mean? Every detail. God cares about our, the details of our lives. God, God loves us. He's guiding and directing our lives, and he, is, and, he's, and he cares about those details. He cares about you. He cares about, cares about me. We can get stuck in this thing where we can start thinking that God's distant, and he's just kind of said, go do your thing. God's in the middle of our lives, directing us, and he delights in the details of our lives. You know, and, and when I, I keep going on that, and it says, though they stumble... We all agree we stumble. I covered that up front. No matter how good you think you are, we stumble. Amen? And it says, though we stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord holds them by the hand. And I think, I think our sister said that, that God's our Father, right? And I don't know, when I, when I read that, that, uh, that verse, I, it takes me back to, you know, when... Our four girls were much smaller. Have you ever been holding, you know, your your kid? You know, how many parents do we have in here? Quite quite a few, right? Have you been walking with one of your little ones, and you're walking, and sometimes we as parents walk a little bit faster, and our strides are are longer, and the little one starts to trip, or there's maybe a puddle or something. A lot of times, I would just you know pick them up. In the middle of that, so, all right, there's a puddle. They just, I just pick them up, put them over it, or they start to fall, and then you just, instead of them falling, you just hold them up. Have you ever done that? That's what I think God does with us a lot of times. He's moving in a direction. We're like, all right, God, let's do this. I've got, you've got a hold of my hand. We're going. And then all of a sudden, we start to, we start to fall, and we start to slip. There might be a puddle there, and he just, God, God just picks us up. Have you ever had God just pick you up? I praise God that we have a good father that actually just guides us through life. He directs our steps. And, and again, when we're like falling, when we're stumbling, when, when we may not be keeping up, he can just, he can just grab, he's, we've got a hold of his hand. All right, God, let's do this. I've got a hold of your hand, Dad. Let's do this. And, and so I, I do just want to encourage each one of us because Again, I can look back in my life and I can look at all the things that, that the, the different things that God has used of, again, just, God, I'm going to roll this off my shoulders and you just take it. I'm going to trust you and know that you're going to help me. I'm going to wait patiently on you and wait on you to act. I'm not going to get ahead of you in this because ultimately I know your ways are perfect. They're better than mine. And here, God, I'm thankful 
that you are engaged in my life, you are near to my life, you're directing my life, and you delight in the details of my life. And you're the one that's holding me up as we walk this life. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to go ahead and just pray out, and I'll turn it back over to, assuming Neil? Who? David? (laughs) I'll give the mic to somebody here in a second. So, uh, dear Lord, I do just thank you for you, Lord. I just pray, Lord, for each and every person in this room, Lord, that just as you uh, interrupted the sleep of a five-year-old and opened my eyes to the fact that I need Jesus, I just pray, Lord, that, uh, that each and every person in this place knows who you are, Father. And I just pray, Lord, that we would just learn to, to trust you, to, to not feel like we have to hold all the weights of life, but that we can give those things to you and know that you're the one that helps us through those things. And God, even with, even with this, this, the fact that you delight in the details of our lives, Lord, I pray, Lord, even now, just... That, that you would just let each and every one of us just know how much you love us, how much you care about us, and that how much you are directing us, Lord, and that we would just say, say yes to your ways. God, we just thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.